Project Tariag Day 54, Mitzvah Shin Mem that is, Not to allow a non-Jew to enslave a Jewish worker who is bought. And that means the Pasuk says that even though a non-Jew can buy a Jew as his slave, the Pasuk says, you shouldn't allow, watch and allow him to be treated uh, as a slave, be worked as a slave is worked. And the Pasuk says, which means if you know about it, you aren't obligated to enter into the ghost property to find out how he's treating his Jewish workers. But if you find out that if you know that he's treating him in an oppressive fashion, you shouldn't allow that to happen. Uh, says the Chinuch, the reason for this mitzvah is obvious. You meant to, as part of our chesed, you meant to assist the father during distress. It applies to men and to ladies. In a case where we're able to tell the non-Jew what to do, and he has to listen to us, and if he presses over on this and he sees a Jew being treated like a slave and he's able to prevent it and he doesn't, he's over in this lab, but is, since it doesn't involve an action, he doesn't get malchus for it. And on this side, the Gemara says it doesn't mean that we can force, forcefully remove him from the non-Jew's house. We're going to have to either instruct the non-Jew what to do or pay money to buy him back. The person is not allowed to prostrate himself on the stone floor. The person says, A person shouldn't make a stone floor to prostrate himself on, even if the intention is to prostrate himself to Hashem. It's a special kind of stone, a decorative stone, which was made by the Goyim originally, as a floor on which needs to prostrate themselves of a desire. And therefore the Torah forbids it because it's a custom of Abdullah Desara, or the Khinot suggests because it looks like a person is bowing down to the floor itself. Once he's decorated it and made a mosaic of stones, which has a certain meaning or a certain uh, pattern. So that would look like it was something we should bow down to also. But if a person bows down on top of clothing or material or something else, right, since uh, other things are less durable than stone is, it doesn't look like it's something which is a person would worship. As opposed to stone, which is something which has lasted for a long time. Besides that, interestingly enough, the Chinuch says that the stone has a sire in Shemaim, and therefore it might also be interpreted that it's bowing down to the sire of the stones. Continue with this mitzvah that in order to be high Malchus for transgressing, the person has to prostrate himself, what the Gemara says, the fisher to die in which means not just to kneel down, but to spread out his hands and his legs, which was the the bowing down of the Torah. Right, that's on the stone. Whereas if a person is bowing down to the Torah, 
so even just bending one's head down to the Zara, that's really considered worship, and then be high missed for serving a Vajizara. Similarly, if a person would cover the stone floor, would be much just like one's allowed to bow down to Hashem on the clothing and so the floor has been covered with something, one would be allowed to bow down on that as well. In the base of Migdash, even though it had a stone floor, the Avodah required that the people who came and bowed down, either when they heard Shem Hashem was part of the Avodah, and in the base of Migdash would be Mutter uh, to bow down on the stone floor. Why? Because since uh, the Batamish is a place which is consecrated to Avedis Hashem, nobody who is also bound down the Batamish would assume it's to anything else except for Hashem, and therefore it would be Mutter. The Chinuch asks that according to the opinion of the Rambam, that the reason the Torah forbade this was not to emulate the Ovid of Zara, that's the case, it should be also in the base of English as well. Whereas if the reason is that people shouldn't seem to be bowing down to the stone and worshipping it in the base of English, then it wouldn't be something to be concerned about. If a person is over in this, we begin Malchus, and applies both men and two ladies in every time, in every place. Mitzvah Shin Nun, and that's the mitzvah of being done with the Arachim, and that means that a person has a right to offer his value, his Erech, uh, to the Hashem, to the Basin Mikdash, and there's a mitzvah on the Basin to evaluate the person and charge him the amount of his value, which will then be given to the Kohen. And this will make a difference. The Torah says a set table for how old the person is, and a set table for men, and a set table for ladies. One person who obligates himself to give his Erech has made a nether, and therefore the regular dinim of Nadarim. The person cannot break his word, and the person has fulfilled what he says, all apply to uh, Erech uh, as well. The reason for the mitzvah, the Chinuch says, and this applies to all mitzvahs regarding the Torah, is that the closer the person comes to the level of alienation to spiritual things, is through his ability to speak, and that is more similar to spiritual and physical beings. And therefore, if a person desecrates his speech, He's left like just a body, which is something which will die and has no long-lasting value. And therefore, a person has to give importance to what he, say, what he says. And therefore, even if it wouldn't be regarding Kodesh, an agreement a person makes or a commitment even in business is uh, obligated in that if he breaks it, the Gemara says that he's cursed with the Mishapara, that Hashem pays back a person who doesn't stand by his word. And therefore, for sure, when it comes to Ruchnius, like uh, dedications to West Migdash or to Kodesh, the person is obligated to stand by his word. The age categories in the Erechen, the Kinoch says, are judged from the day of the person's birth, Yom Yom, not from the year that he was born in. And therefore, whatever a person's birthday is until the age of 5 or 20 or 60, that's 
what age category he's in. And it doesn't make a difference a person's state of health or how strong he is or if he has disabilities. When a person gives his erech, the erech is solely determined by the age. Whereas if a person said domiolai, which means the money I could be sold for, then obviously it depends on the, how strong or how healthy what the person is and therefore what price he would be able to receive in the market where he, if he would try and sell his services. The erchin, or the money uh, which the person has to pay, is given to Bereka Bais, which means for the applicant of the Bais Amikdash. And the money was the fee, the shear of what they call, we call Keshekel HaKodesh, which means the currency used in the Torah. The Chinuch defines it as being, each shekel was the weight of 320 barley cones of pure silver. And the time of Chazal, that was rounded up to 384 uh, barley seeds, so to speak, of pure silver. The Gemara discusses the din of an Erech regarding the Tumtumu and Regulus, where the agenda is not clear, or it could be both. Somebody wants to do of someone who's a ghost, is about to die, or has been convicted to death in the Basin, if they have an Erech. Also, if a person who is marech a part of his body, if it's such a validity, such a such a nether, and uh, the halachah is that if a person does commit to paying his erech to the Basin Mikdash and he can't afford it, so best in take his possessions as a mashkan against his chayv. And contrary to a case where a person takes a mashkun for a debt that's owed to him personally, when the basin takes a mashkun for an erech, they're not mechuyav to return it in the day or the night, and they will sell all his things, whether it's talking about property or movable items, even clothing, as well as his slaves he might own or animals, except they can't sell his wife and his children things or things which were brought with them in mind. We leave him only the bare minimum things which he needs, which is food for 30 days, clothing which can be worn for another 12 months, his shoes, his twiddin, and his farm as will sell. So then we leave him a bed and a, a blanket. And we're talking specifically about uh, clothing which is right for him if he has very fancy clothing who has the chinuch gold uh, clo- uh, cloaks or things like that that we're going to sell similarly we leave him with his weekly clothing and the Shabbos clothes if he's a workman we have to leave him with the tools of his trade which means two of each type of tool so if he's on with a blacksmith we give him two anvils and two hammers and the rest of them will sell as well. And if he was a donkey driver, for example, so then we don't give him his donkey, even though he needs it for his farnosa, that's something which, in the category of animals which we sell. Similarly, we don't leave him with his sparim, that's not called a workman's tool, but there are those who say that the Gemara is learning right now. We leave him, and the Kinnach agrees with them, 
He says, The Gemara brings that the same din of Misada, which means leaving the minimum uh, where the person needs and selling the rest above his debts, which applies to Hektesh. The Gemara says it applies to a Baal Choyv as well. And if a person is a debtor, the base then can take his possessions in order to pay back his creditors. Uh, the Gemara brings the Maestro Talia Anovi that he was asked where do you know this from, and he brings the source in the Torah, and that's how the Goenim and the Rif and the Chinuch Paskin, even though Rabbi Nathan Paskin was not like that, the Chinuch Rai said the majority of the Rishonim Paskin that there is a din of being Masader for a Balchayv as well. When we are Masader for a Balchayv, <coughs> we work out the amount of the money he would need for his food and his clothing, as we said before, we learn him to take into account his family, even though he's mukhiyab to look after them as well. That's not part of the arrangement of what we leave behind for Baal Khayyib. And the other, to make an erich, is like all Nadarim. And if that's the case, just like a person can do Hataris Nadarim on other Nadarim, if the circumstances are right, a person can do Hataris Nadarim on an erich as well. Another point, when we evaluate something to be sold to pay back a person's debt as an erich. We don't look at its future value, which means either if even if we leave it for a certain amount of time, that's an animal, it would grow bigger and be worth more, or if a person has possessions which would be sold in a different place or a different city for a much higher price, we don't take that into consideration. We go by the price the price that this item is worth in the place where it is right now and in the time we are in right now. And the halach of Erechin is that they apply both the men and the ladies who can make the Erech Kodesh in every place in time. And even today, if a person would make his Erech Kodesh, it would be Chal and his Erech would be Kodesh. But nevertheless, you're not meant to be Marech Bezman Azeb. We don't have the better Kabbalah to give the money to. Just like we're not meant to be maktish things for Baraka Bayes today, because once again we don't know what to give it to. And the Gemara says if a person does maktish something today to Baraka Bayes, it has to get destroyed. If it's an animal, we'll lock it up until it dies on its own. If it's talking about fruits or clothing, we lock them until they rot. If we're talking about something which is metal and won't rot, we have to throw it into the Yamamelech where it will also get destroyed. If a person would make an erich and he wouldn't pay it, transgress this mitzvah of paying his erich and also it's a certain amount me'ila which means misuse of something which belongs to the base of Mikdash. And like the Darim, if a person doesn't pay within three regarding of making the nether, and there'll be a din of Baal Ta'afa, which means not to delay payments of a nether to Hashem. Same applies to stalker, a person who commits himself to paying stalker. It's also in the category of a nether, and therefore the person who doesn't pay, who delays fulfilling his debt will be over Baal Ta'afir. However, there are those who say that when it comes to stalker or to Erechim, one doesn't have to wait three regarding, the person will be over Baal Ta'afir, Right away. 
Shmuel says that the Gemara, that a person can be poy the hektesh in a shavir putter, and therefore if a person would do that, so then even though the one has to pay its full value, but let's say in the time of Bizman Azeh, when one can't give its full value to hektesh, repaying even the shavir putter in place of the choyv to hektesh would transfer the condition to that thing, and in which case the original item would not need to be destroyed. Mitzvah Shin Nun Aleph, and there is a light I say not to do tomorrow, Shalai Nami Bakachim. The Pasuk says if a person has an animal, which is a carbon, shouldn't transfer it or move the Kedusha onto a different animal. In other words, he, he dedicated a certain animal and now he wants to transfer that Kedusha to a different animal instead of it. The Torah forbids the person from doing that. And if he would do this, he would be Chayav Malkus. As the Gemara says, even if it was a Shai gig, which doesn't mean he doesn't know it's also to do tomorrow. If a person doesn't realize he's doing an Easter, we can never give him Malkus, because Malkus always requires Hasra, needs to be warned. But it means it wasn't what he intended. So for example, if he took an animal which he made a Kodesh, and then he said a different animal should be a tomorrow of an Oida instead of it, and it was a shlamim or something else. So he intended to do tomorrow, just he was mistaken about the facts of what he was transferring. In that case, he'd still be Chayat Malkus. And even though it seemed to be an exception, because normally the rule in Malkus is the person's only Chayat if he does an action. And by tomorrow, he only spoke. The Gemara brings this as one of the three exceptions that a person's Chayat Malkus on an Avera which only involves speech. And even though the Gemara says, the Torah says that if a person makes a second animal tomorrow, he has to now treat it like a carbon. If that's the case, it should be somewhat in the category of Labanidak uh, say, which means after having transgressed the Isser of doing tomorrow, the Torah now tells the person what to do and has to treat it as a carbon. Nevertheless, it's still forbidden. But Malchus, if a person does tomorrow, this is an exception, he gets Malchus for it. This is would apply in every person time, both men and to ladies, and even Bizman Azeh, if a person would have an animal which is Kodesh, and afterwards he would do Tzmura, he would be Chayav Malkus. Mitzvah Shin Nun Beis, and that is the halacha that the animal which a person has made Tzmura has tried to transfer the Kedusha onto, will also become Kodesh, and the Bazak says, Vahayahu Utmurasi Kodesh. That both the original animal which is Kodesh doesn't lose its Kedusha, and the animal he tried to transfer to the Kedusha onto becomes Kodesh as well. The reason for the mitzvah the Rambam says is because since the nature of people is to look out for their own financial well-being, and if that's the case, even if a person originally made something Kodesh, just like he might try and be paid it, which means pay money to get it back because he thinks it's more worthwhile, which is why the terrorist says that if a person wants to buy back Kodesh, he has to pay an extra fifth. Similarly, when it comes to Tzmura, a person might regret the animal he was matish and try to exchange it or transfer the Kedusha onto a less desirable or weaker or less expensive animal. And therefore, to prevent the terror, the terror prevents the person from doing that by making both animals Kodesh. 
And this is actually what the Pasuk says, that a person can't be machni if not good for bad, not bad for good. Either, either case, both animals will be Kodesh. And the Pinnacle is the second point. And then it says, regarding all the Korbanas, that a Kodesh Baruch wants to instill the awe and the reverence of the base of English on a person. And therefore, we have to understand that if he's machni something as a Korban to the base of English, that's unchangeable. And he can't think that afterwards he can choose to retract and change the Kedusha onto a different animal. However, it will only work tomorrow on an animal which is of a species which can be brought as a carbon. If a person would transit tomorrow onto a non-kosher animal or species of animal which isn't right to be brought as a carbon, the tomorrow wouldn't take effect. However, when it comes to species which could be brought as a carbon, even if it's a different species such as cattle for sheep or vice versa, or one animal for many animals, or many animals for one animal, or even an animal which is a balmum, since it's this kind of animal which could be brought as a carbon, in all these cases he would be chayvan doing tmura. A person can't do tmura on someone else's animal unless that person gives him permission to do that. And the halach is that the animal which a person has done tmura onto can't be used a second time to have tmura done onto it. And similarly, if even though the halach is that if a female carbon gives birth, the child is also Kodesh, can't be used for Tzmura. We learn this from a Pasuk. Specifically, the animal itself can be used as Tzmura, and not what's already been, has uh, received Kedusha through Tzmura, and not in a child of a Kodesh. Birds and Menachas, even though they can be Kodesh, but they can't have Tzmura done to them. This is surprised about the men and the ladies, which means that it's also for them to do tomorrow, but if they would do tomorrow, it would take effect. And now, if that takes effect, the person is to treat both animals like our bonds.